Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. See, I don't know what app you use. Well, not do you do video? But see, this is the only headache about using the Anchor app because sometimes that sucker want to drop. But then I notice whenever it drops, it always be the best shows after it's all said and done. So I gotta be mad at, at the whole and everything. So trust me, as you get further into the podcast, you're gonna run into the headaches. It's gonna be some headaches. You might even have some fatigues every now and then. But it's worth it because when you see the growth, oh, God, it's just, you can't beat it. So now let's start this over again. Okay. Please tell everybody about your wonderful podcast. And Anchor, can you please not shut the fuck off while she's doing it? Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I was in Los Angeles this weekend, and I recorded the first three episodes of my new podcast called TikTok. <laughs> so I'm interviewing people who are popular on TikTok and mm. also show their tits online. Okay. 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 So who are some of the first people that you interviewed? Actually, my very first interview was Playboy Playmate Cami Strea. Damn, well, you got a heavyweight for your first interview. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. I had such a lovely conversation with her. Um, she's a North Carolina girl, and, you know, she's so beautiful, interesting. Beautiful. She has a really interesting background. She studied neuroscience and does a lot of charity work and she was just a mm. lovely first guest to have. And then I interviewed two more people, um, a woman named Kazumi, mm-hmm. who was one of the dirtiest little freaks I think I've ever met. And <laughs> for real, our podcast is real interesting. You're going to hear a lot mm. of stories. And my new friend, Swedish Bella. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, like, one half of it you're going to put on YouTube, and then you said the other half where y'all topless, that, that you're going to post that, like, on your, like, OnlyFans or some of your sites, I mean, on, on some of your sites or what have you to uh, promote the podcast. Yes. Well, well, I mean, to make money, of course, because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be seen for free. <laughs> it's not going to be safe to post on social media. So, yeah, you're probably going to have to go to my OnlyFans. Uh, I haven't figured out exactly where it's going to be yet, but after the new year, you'll definitely be able to watch the first three episodes. It was really great. I got to go to a podcast studio. Uh, so, you, you know, you're going to have the audio, you're going to have the visual. And we talk about everything from, like I said, you know, charity work that OnlyFans models do to first orgy scenes. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> which you, which we're gonna get to later because she mentioned to me that she did her first all girl orgy, but we'll get to that in a second. So, um, starting the process, how did you start the process of doing a podcast? You know, because people know my story, 
you know, and they didn't hurt other people. Yeah, like, you know, I really believe that if you're going to be in this business, you've got to think long term. And Mm -hmm. you have to do more than just OnlyFans at this point. If you want to make a living off of this and really grow your brand. So Mm -hmm. I'd always wanted to do it. And then recently I partnered with an agency based in Los Angeles. And they said, we can help you do the podcast. Mm -hmm. I pitched them three different ideas. And TikTok was the winning one. And they were like, listen, we're going to help you do it. And I mean, I'm spoiled. I had help. You did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, I still have yet to gra- to graduate the video. That's hopefully what happened next year. I'm manifesting that because with me, I want to do it a certain way, like your way. See, I don't want to be doing the Zoom shit. No, no, no. I want to be in studio with the ladies so we can interact and bounce off each other. Because I think that looks better than y'all on zoom and <laughs> it just that's just me you know period it's just a certain look that it and aesthetic that it gives yeah it was great because you know again we had like this the first like 10 minutes is you know the safer social media version but then yeah. you know i gave do you know what a love ends toy is a love ends vibrator no but please tell me okay so it's one of those vibrators you can control from your mm-hmm. phone, from an app mm-hmm. on your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. during my podcast, I gave one to one of my guests. She put it in her panties, and I controlled her vibrator the entire time. You know, the, the legend Danny Ash would, would love you because you're taking what she did at the beginning of the webcam boom. Oh. And, 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 and putting it really in the podcast level because it's kind of like – you're starting off damn near with a premium podcast almost. I if am. you want to I'm be honest. Spoiled. I really am. Yeah, you know, period. So, because I'm like, I'm curious because I know that, like, for example, are you looking to, like, maybe have a separate OnlyFans, which is strictly for the podcast, which is separate from your OnlyFans? Possibly, or- because right now it's like, well, the OnlyFans game has changed. I have two pages right now. I'm probably going to go down to one and then maybe mm-hmm. change one over to the podcast. So. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely super fun. It's exciting. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It's going to definitely help increase my brain. And I got to be on other people's podcasts. So I got interviewed for someone else's, which was fun. So, yeah, things are starting to happen. I think in a few months when we talk, I'm going to be in a much different place than I am now. Well, shoot. All I know is, so where you record it? Do you go to you go to Vegas or Los Angeles to record? I was in Los Angeles. Yeah. So okay. Right now, okay. I do my first podcast is definitely going to be in the studio there. I would love to be able to take it on the road one day, but I think I need um, a certain level of like technology and help that I don't have by myself just yet. But mm. I would love to be able to take it on the road. Oh yeah, because I mean, like even with some of the conventions, you, you no know, telling who you might can catch interviews with and pre-book or what have you. Because I know that I. Hope to maybe go to a convention or two next year, and which is yep. funny because you know I'm used to going to do shoots, and I'm going to pod. <laughs> it's well, a different. It's the perfect thing. It's like now you do both. That's the business yeah. model, right? You set mm-hmm. up a shoot, and oh by the way, I'd love for you to be on my podcast. So I was at a content event all weekend in LA, and then also mm-hmm. was able to interview three of these women that I make content with, also on my podcast. Mm, mm. so it's like so the, the thing of it is is that um you say it's pretty much interview based y'all talk about everything what have you um with your podcast when you walked in because with me i walked in with no expectations 
you know, period. Because to, to keep it 100, there's the kids where I learned from, from listening to other people is find a way to make money with your podcast. Yep. And I think that's the hardest. I think that's easier for us than the average podcaster. Because one, we're walking in nine times out of ten with bit with with our because we we practically promoting our business. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that you say your links on on yeah we say our links on this on the on the podcast. You know, of course, I'm pretty sure you do that and direct people to where they go buy your triple X content or what have you. And also, like I said, now that you got the monetization of podcast with Anchor and many of these other apps, plus now your situation because you do video, um, because now that you basically can go straight premium almost, you know, period. And like the 10 minutes is more of a preview of like, if you want to see us get our tits out, <laughs> you got to go over to my only fans. Basically, well, I mean, we're doing some fun stuff. Yeah, the titties are coming out. We're playing with sex yeah. toys. You know, there's definitely, I saw some other games people were playing. Mm -hmm. So people are getting definitely creative. But it's exciting yeah. because it's not just watching porn. Like, it's mm -hmm. silly. It's funny. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's what we, the life we all want to live, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And plus, the hard part is trying to structure your podcast and make your podcast to where it's not like anybody else's. I think that's the hardest part because with me, I took a look at the climate when it came to podcasts, especially on the porn side. When I start, I start seeing fans want to hear more of me talking about porn than anything else. Then get your shits about the politics, the social events. Right. <laughs> I can sit there and it talk about gossip shit. They're like, no, but as soon as I posted something, the, like the first episode I did was dating a sex worker. Oh my God, that's a great one. My, my downloads, downloads and views went skyrocketing. So it kind of, you know, organically made me say, okay, maybe I need to do more content. Then I ended up doing interviews, you know, period. So how did you figure, when, when you looked at all the, one, did you know of any other podcasts other than mine, of course, and that talked about porn or dealt with porn. And then how did you be like, okay, what can I do separate from what they're doing? So I'm not in the same, I'm in the same lane of them, but I stick out. You feel where I'm coming from? Absolutely. So I really look at it as like OnlyFans creators are influencers. You know, mm. it's more than just, yeah, you're making some amateur pornography but you are also out on social media. You're building a large following. Like that's all part of the things you have to do. So doing a podcast, I think is really like the natural next step. So as somebody who doesn't have a lot of like industry experience and like real porn, I was like, okay, you know what? I do have a lot of experience in social media, which is how I mm. came up with TikTok. Cause when mm. I joined TikTok back in May, I gained thousands of subs right away. Like, I was shocked at how many people signed up for my own. I'm not shocked with them pretty blue eyes and them big titties. Who wouldn't damn subscribe to your channel? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you know, I never expected that to happen. It was such a surprise to me. Like, I had no idea the power of TikTok to get me subs and get me fans 
And so now it's like I'm kind of on TikTok with like a wink being like, hey, guys, check out my Twitter. <laughs> and then yeah. they do, and they're like, oh, my God. And now I'm getting subs. So and yeah. other people that I've talked to that also do the same sort of model, like I'm going to do TikTok, I do OnlyFans, I do Instagram. They all say the same thing. They're like, you have to be on TikTok mm-hmm. to grow your OnlyFans base. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. really where I came up with a new idea that I didn't see happening thinking about these people that like, you know, they got sexy Instagram pages and then they became the only fan models instead of the other way, which was like, Oh, they've always done porn. And now they're trying to get into social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think that, um, the thing about with podcasting that I tell anybody is it's about the growth. And, um, Mm -hmm. because I know with you, because, this question I'm gonna ask you because we 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 talking pod for a minute because I don't get to talk double podcasts too often. Do you plan to distribute your audio? Because I know you do an audio and video, but you could easily have the audio on Spotify. You could easily have the audio on many of these other platforms. Is that something you're looking to do also? Yes, the audio is going to be distributed. I'm not sure what platforms it will be on just yet. But that is Mm. part of it, too. You know, podcasting is a huge community. And I think there are people out there that do want to listen as much as they want to watch. So this gives people an option to say, maybe you're not comfortable watching me interviewing somebody with our tits out. And that's fine. But maybe you still want to listen to the whole thing. So you can do that, too. Now, I'm going to tell you what you're going to find interesting, right? How much you become a part of a person's daily routine. And weekly routine. See, because to give you an example, like I'm not only a guy that podcasts, I listen to podcasts heavy. I listen to Horrible Decisions, uh, Joe Button, See the Thing Is, um, who else? Poor Minds, a whole bunch of them, what have you. And it's like the one I really listen to the most is probably Joe Button, See the Thing Is. And like if they take a day off, I mean, they post record. It's weird as fuck because I'm used to finding it like on a Saturday and then they don't show up on a Saturday. I'm like, what the fuck? So now I got to find something else to watch. You know right, what I'm you got to fill your time. Yeah. So it's like, like, for example, do you plan to do seasons or, because I always hear people talk about seasons. I don't do seasons because I don't, because the way that I pre-record, why would I? Right. Right. So the idea is, yeah, that's the approach I'm taking right now is pre-recording. You know, right now I'm signed up to do six. I've done the first three. I'm going to do the next three, probably the end of January. And then, you know, hopefully it'll be going well and we'll keep doing more. I definitely love it. I have a lot of interest from people to do it. So, I mean, I want to keep going with it. Now, as you know, it's like once you do one, you're like, I got ideas for like two more. (laughs) Oh, because because I'm I tell you this right now. It's what what gets you is when you start seeing the growth and how the people are reacting, how much they liking it, the downloads. It it makes you it just like with the because I I just find it interesting when people get into the porn business is they want to stay in one lane and it's kind of stay in one lane to a certain extent. Like they want to they say do solos all the fucking time, yeah, do fetish. But to me, it's like the more attention you get, you're going to want to expound upon what you're doing. Just like with podcasting. You, it's going to make you want to do 
more episodes. It's going to make you want to record because you're going to be seeing the reaction that the fans giving and the attention that it's getting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you know, I've shared a little bit about like my life before uh, adult entertainment, which I'm not going to get into now. We'll get into it <laughs> after the new year because I am working on that plan of like, how do I grow? How do I put all my experience together and have it mm-hmm. make sense? And mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, I'm thinking about what you're talking about a lot. Just building the brand, expanding. How do I make it, you know, more than just making a you know, titty videos and having mm. sex on camera. Yeah, because like with me, it was like, <clears throat> to me, the reason why I chose the, the route that I chose with my pod was that I wanted to, well, one, me being a man, I didn't want to be the typical podcast host. And what I mean is I got the girls sucking on cucumbers, <laughs> <laughs> balloons and dildos and and twerking, they see like all the all the podcasts where men are like the heads. That's what they mostly have the girls doing. Yeah. So it was like to me, I didn't want to do that because I wanted to be a. Especially yeah. since since I'm doing audio, even with video, you know. Now I might have a pull of tits out at some point, you know. Maybe I I don't know. I have to think on it, but <laughs> but it was. But like I said, it was kind of like because one with men, that's a stigma attached to us. And then right. when I started seeing the podcasters, men and them getting in trouble because they trying to holler at the girls and the, the DMs and well, shit right. they trying and to book. Like, that's why I think being a woman doing this, being like, no, I'm taking my titties out with you. This is this is titty unity. Like we yeah. are doing this together. Yeah, see, y'all can get away with that. We we can't. <laughs> we look like, because I sit there and say, hey, girl, yeah, yeah show the people your titties. Oh, yep. he just, he's a pervert. That's why he's doing podcasts. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and so, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit unfair that I get to do that and you can't. But I like how you said, you know, we're talking about brains. We're talking about interesting things. And, like, I want yeah. that. That is definitely a part of the format. But also, you're going to see some titties, because at the end of the day, I have great big titties that I want to show everybody. <laughs> And see, and see too, and two also is to make it fun anyway. Because, like I said, it's like that's why I say I envy women because y'all can make it fun by that. Because yeah. the simple fact of that one, they're not going to look at you as, oh, they perverted or they sick or they thirsty or this dude is just doing the podcast or she's just doing the podcast because she want to show her tits. She's already was showing her tits when she did the podcast. So it's <laughs> so it's on brand to a certain extent. You feel what I'm saying? And it also, and then two is also still promotes your brand and your, and, and your sites and also your products because, okay, I see her with her tits out. That might be the first time I ever seen Erica love, but me seeing her chit chat with another girl, they playing with their titties. It might make me go subscribe to your OnlyFans or go subscribe to your mini bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just. Yeah, because it's not just they seeing you fucking, they seeing you interacting and really talking. Right. And I this think a lot is really of people showing that. people a different side of me that you don't get to see right now. Like maybe yeah. you get to see it if you follow me on TikTok because I do a lot of lives on there. But mm-hmm. this is me really having some good conversations with people and getting to know people yeah. and getting to know our personalities, which you don't get on my OnlyFans. So, and if you want to subscribe, great. If you don't, mm-hmm. be a fan of my podcast. Everyone's welcome. 
I'm like, two ways you can digest her. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was, you could be a fan of everything or you could be a fan of one thing. I, I appreciate all of the love. So it's like, so so with that, do you think that Pretty Privilege is going to play a part in your podcast? Possibly. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to hurt me, that's for sure. <laughs> Look, they've been talking about this pretty privilege shit for like a week, right? And I said, you know what's funny? You'll never hear that argument in porn because actually you you better be pretty privileged in order to make it in this business. I feel so privileged after the weekend I had. I don't know that was the life that I was living this weekend, but I am so grateful for it. And I got to tell you, it felt so right. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to be doing. This is exactly where I want to be. And I, yeah, I definitely felt privileged. Yeah, because it's like at the end of the day, even with, uh, like, when I started off, I was doing an episode completely by myself. Now it's rare that I even do one, you know, period. But, but it makes it a special, like, event when I do drop a solo one because I don't right. do it as much, you know, period. Well, I mean, I, you, you're a talker. Obviously, I'm a talker. I can definitely sit mm-hmm. here and talk to myself for a half hour or so with people. Oh, watching, yeah. But, eventually you know it's like it makes it more interesting it's gonna be more fun i'll get bored of talking to myself yeah so, <laughs> so yeah. you gotta have guests yeah because to me it, it's it's like it like just like some of the things i looked at with like other podcasts to do like the weekly podcast where they recorded it the same week and all that and i was like i can't do that man because i know me especially when you're doing interviews you want other people Mm-hmm. So you better catch them while you catch them. So it's kind of like, how can I put this? You, it's unless you on that level to where you're that in demand for people to jump on your podcast, where you can dictate the scheduling, you got to get it where you can get it. Same, it's, it's, yeah. Like I got lucky that these, um, you know, one woman committed early on, which was great, and then I had a woman cancel on me. I had to find a replacement like two days before. Because I was like, I got studio time. I can't waste that. And then the other one was like a last minute. Like, hey, we suddenly have another time slot available. Can you find someone? And I was like, yes. So I was only supposed to do two. And I ended up Mm. doing three. Because I was like, yeah, I want to take advantage of this opportunity. And people being here. And people saying yes to me. So how much of the point of what you have learned in porn now plays into what you do with podcasting? Oh, my goodness. The fact that you can get people to do some pretty wild things and talk about some pretty wild things. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, and because really, it's about building relationships. Yeah. Nobody's going to lick your pussy if they don't like you as a human being. So true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So I don't think that- he needs me don't like you, guys. They're like, I don't want to fuck you. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I really have that experience because you want to know how I got that woman at the last minute to be on my podcast after like doing a, you know, an orgy scene. She was like, Mm. you got nice big titties. And we started talking and then one thing leads leads to another and I'm giving her an orgasm on my podcast. That's how friendships are made. What? What? Damn, boy, you had a serious podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I gave her my little, you know, my little, you know, those little, like, panty vibrators. You just slide oh, it in man. your panties, and I was controlling it from my phone, so. Hey, look, I'm just telling my listeners and subscribers, it's okay to go over there and subscribe to her channel, because, shit, I, 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 
know it's a that's gonna be an interesting episode because it's just funny that she's sitting there controlling the thing and i know that girl's like oh yeah oh. that's exactly and it was so funny because <laughs> i mean she let me play with some of her toys and then so mm-hmm. that's why the next day i came into the podcast i was like so i'm gonna let you play with one of my toys right now no, I'm jealous because y'all, you doing the video part. Because like I said, the video part is is a different beast yep. and then audio. Because with audio, I mean, I ain't going for audio is easier because it's audio. But with video, it's more of, you know, one, they seeing you. So you got to look sexy and good, you know, because yeah. it's just funny as fuck. Because like I was watching, uh, what the thing, what, what is it? see the thing is, in the past couple episodes, they've been dressed in New York. And me and the fans are like, okay, y'all going to show us some cleavage? I mean, like, y'all ain't got no heat in the studio or something? <laughs> I know. No, I mean, I was in a nice, warm studio, so that's how titties came out. And California's oh. not that cold right now. Well, in my opinion, it's not that cold. So I, I was definitely lucky. See that go compared, compared to here. Shit, it's, it's, it's frigid out this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the cold a little bit, but I got to say, I don't miss being in the Northeast right now. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure you don't. And I don't either. Because I remember the times I was in the Northeast, boy, that Hulk, a.k.a. Wind, is a beast. It's yeah, a beast. It it's a beast. Now, speaking about origins, tell us about this all-girl origin that you were talking about. Since you <laughs> want to segue to it. You must have had a lot of fun because you... Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so I had my first, my first orgy in general, and it was all women, probably 10, 11 other women. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was played like one of the doms. Like there were two of us mm-hmm. that were more on the dommy side. So that was my uh, role in the orgy. And I was at a mansion in Beverly Hills. And I actually had an orgy Wait. that included two Playboy Playmates. Mm. Which is crazy. I don't know how this was my life this weekend. You know, it's like the stars aligned for me. <laughs> so, were this paid or was this a content? This was a content party. So, yeah, I mean, you know, okay. it's a little bit of organizing when you have that many people trying to be in a scene. But I mean, yeah. I it was there. People were sucking titties, playing with titties, going down on each other. Oh my, oh, goodness. my goodness! I there was a gilf there. This woman, Morgan mm. Taylor, one of the sweetest women I think I've met in this industry. And she is a squirt queen. I saw projectile squirting for the first time in real life. I oh was like goodness. amazed. Oh my goodness. So so did was any guys at this content party? There was one guy and <laughs> there's one male talent, only one. A few of the ladies, there were two husbands that you know, one of them performed. He also did it that he did like threesome stuff. And then another one, he did just did some titty stuff. Like he motorboated me in a scene, like mm-hmm. nothing crazy. And then the other one, he was a boyfriend and he did some threesome stuff. Uh, but only one of them planned on actually participating. The other two guys just kind of like got put up to it because there, there were no, no men there. So Next time, I definitely plan on uh, being like, we need some more male talent. Yeah, this is the this is the first time, this is the first thing I ever heard in Content Trade House that there was really no male talents there. There's it no just there was some men that was there, but not necessarily male talent. It was an 
I got I got a lot of titties and I only got one dick all weekend. So Oh well, she, well, at least you got a dick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, but you want to know what it was? I ended up fucking a photographer. Okay, well, I did on one camera? of those things. Oh, oh, is it, oh, you gave the cameraman some. Well, I mean, he said he's he's like, oh, I'm also kind of talent. I, you know, my girlfriends do this for a living. Like I've had, mm-hmm. you know, I've like been in the industry and that's mm-hmm. that way before. So he's like, yeah, it's fine. He's like, I like big titties. Let's so we filmed. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Brought a dude out of retirement. Damn, but it was some nice ass titties, babe. <laughs> I did. Oh my god, he. I'll have to send you a picture. He should. He took some nice pictures of my titties. Yes. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. So it's so. Um, how did you get hooked up with this content party? Because it's not. It was some big names in there. It, it wasn't no the typical. You feel what I'm coming from? Because you had playmates in the building. I know this. I was at a mansion down the street from the Playboy Mansion. I'm not even kidding. Again, I don't know how this mm-hmm. was my life. So I recently signed with a talent uh, management marketing agency based in Los Angeles. They're called Fearless. And okay, they represent OnlyFans creators um, that are also, you know, big on social media. So mm-hmm. everybody that I was with this weekend, they were models that are in the top one to top 0.01 percent mm-hmm. of OnlyFans. If you know anything about the percentages, you know, if you're making if you're top one percent, you're making like 10 grand a month. If you're making top 0.01, then you're pulling in about 100 grand a month. Ooh, nice. So, so there were people that were in between. So 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 that okay then since you said that let's 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 expound on that because I always wanted to talk to somebody from the top one percent to see did that one percent equal what the money is because it's something that someone said in the previous interview that I did that if you are not making as much money as your following states, then you really ain't got much of a following. You get what I you did what I'm saying? You know, right. is how exact is that one percent? And then two, the distance between the other percentages. Because ah, I know it got to be a big drop off after some point. Yeah, it's the higher you get to the top, the harder it is to climb, I will say. So when you so it's not really based on how many fans you have it's how much money your fans pay so the calculation of the one percent or any percent is based on you know the sub prices your pay-per-view messages your tips um Mm -hmm. all of the different ways you can sell content on OnlyFans impact Mm -hmm. your percentage so that's how I've sort of estimated and talking to other people. If you're a top 1%, it's about 10 grand a month because they don't put OnlyFans doesn't put this information out there. This is just you got to ask no. people and you figure it out. Mm-hmm. I am in a I'm in a coaching group with what I'm going to call a million dollar mm-hmm. MILF. This woman pulls mm-hmm. in $100,000 a month on OnlyFans. She started in 2017. And, and what kind of she is like a super MILF. She's blonde hair, blue eyes, like. Nice mm-hmm. milf body, you know, nothing crazy, just like a normal, nice woman. And she's 45 and she's been doing this like four years. And she um, she does threesome content, but she only has okay. sex with her husband and other women. So a lot of girl on girl and a lot of threesome. And then she does, you know, the mommy stuff that a lot of guys like. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just she's one of those people. She got in the game early 
And mm-hmm. she grew and she's got coaching groups. And so women pair for coaching. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I learned how, how much the top 0.01 make. Cause she told me and yeah, a group yeah. of women in a coaching call yeah. once. Now here's the other question. How much is that top percent based off of them selling content versus referrals? Because like you say, it's yeah, based on how much money you know, they're making. Question. So it's, I mean, it's everything. It's everything rolled into one. I don't know the exact breakdown, but I mean, this mm-hmm. one's got like 80,000 fans. Yeah. Okay. Because they, they, cause the reason why I say cause a lot of girls make it seem like they're making the money off their content and the paywalls and subscription. When it actually is not that, they're actually making money off these referrals and the sub for subs and the promos. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know, period. I mean, the, I mean, some women have been really smart about how they sell their promo and people pay through OnlyFans. And, yeah. you know, OnlyFans is cracking down on that. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but OnlyFans mm-hmm. came out with some changes to their terms and conditions. And, yeah. you know, a few people definitely lost their accounts because they didn't follow these new guidelines around selling promotion. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is a yeah, problem. In many vids, you can't even put links. It yeah. used to be time. Like, I, I used to be able to put like uh my my uh podcast links can't do that no more oh. now i can put my podcast previews and tell them to go to the lounge and they kind of figure it out by what they see in the preview but as me putting the link no that does not surprise me that only fans doing that and then too also it's kind of a cheat in many ways because yeah but because one, they're fooling the public, having the public think that they're making this off of them selling content. When actually, they may not sell one fucking goddamn scene, but they're killing it with referrals. Well, it's more <laughs> than that, too, because so many girls give away these really long-term free trials. So, like, yeah. you can give someone a year-long free trial in OnlyFans. So, like, you'll put it out there, you'll get thousands of fans on free trials, and then you'll be like, oh... I've got 10,000 fans, but half of those people are free trials. And you'll say, I'm in the top 1% and I have 10,000 fans. And if you want to promote on my page, you got to pay me $500. But so it's like, all of it is like numbers are inflated. And and it seems like OnlyFans has caught on to this. And that's why they're enforcing Mm -hmm. these like advertising rules. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, these what I think these women have been smart about it because they're like, no, it's a numbers game. I got the numbers. I'm selling promo. Yeah. I'm putting my percentage up. Like they've learned how to hustle it. But yeah, but somebody who buys promo, you you better believe I'm asking those smart questions to be like, you know, like what is the number? And then to be honest with you, the promos are not worth it. And this is the reason why I say this. If it works for other girls, but as for if a dude try to get a promo with a chick, or let's just say a rapper, hypothetically speak, a rapper, he's gonna get drowned out by the tits and pussy. Yeah. <laughs> totally so, true. But so it, I'm trying to think of how to explain. It's like I've definitely paid for promo before, and in the past year, now I only buy from a verified list of other milfs. Who mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna get fans, and now I only go back to probably the same three, four women, and I kind of mm-hmm. rotate through them when I am gonna buy promo because I've seen the results. Their subs mm-hmm. have come in and spent money, 
And like, that's it at the end of the day. But like going back to like the podcast and like stuff like that, this is why I want to expand because there's more fans out there that want to subscribe. I got to get outside of like the OnlyFans world to get them though. Ah, and there we go. Nice segue. Mm-hmm. See, I, this is why she's a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. She knows the game. She knows what she's doing. She's a natural <laughs> right there. Because this is what girl, I always say this with, with chicks. Me, you, any of these podcasts, reach out to you ladies. Get off your high horse. Don't sit here asking to pay you and all that crap. No. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what your level is. Our base and our reach is greater than yours will ever be because we're not on OnlyFans. We're not, no, 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 no. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Podbean. You know, period. It's yep. just like recently, um, I, I'm also on Good Pod. Check them out when you do your audio. I'd say yeah. if you get somebody, you know, when somebody reaches out to you on Twitter or Instagram and they say, oh, yeah. do you want a podcast? Don't say yeah. no right away. Check them no. out. Ask yeah. where you can listen. You know, if they have a video part of it, go to YouTube, watch the videos, see how many followers they have on Twitter. Be open to the conversation and do your research. And, mm. you know, out of, I'm try, I've done your podcast. I did uh, Project Boobs. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I did that one. Yeah, recently. I heard Project Boobs. Yeah. yeah and like i think i've done oh and like i've done articles um i've done mm. just like interviews like somebody emails me questions and i answer the questions i've done a couple blog interviews that way mm. i have only turned down one podcast interview and mm. i will say this is where i got a little like mm, i'm a little too big time for you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this yeah because he only had done one podcast interview and the mm. quality was crap. So, you know, we were talking about the video podcasts. Yes. Like, it was very clear to me that it was this person on his iPhone and the model was on yeah. their iPhone. And I was like, I, and for me, it was the quality. I was like, I'm not going to do yeah. that. That's not good content, in my opinion. And I just politely declined. Yeah, because, see, that's why I don't do, no. I just keep an audio to when I'm ready, when I, let's wait for that, when, if I happen to make it to Texas, me and Eric are gonna get in front of the in front of the camera. Yeah. And he's gonna record the audio. You feel what I'm coming from? You know, pretty but until then, we're gonna audio it. <laughs> because because like I, I tell people, when I sit here and look at interviews through the Zoom, I'm sorry, it's not it it's not it don't hit the same. It don't it don't hit the same to me. You it know, and it's hard. And I feel like during COVID, people have just made it work with the Zoom podcast. Yeah. Videos. But I'm with you. Like, do the studio. Like, have it. And, it, and it's so much work. You got to extract the audio. Then you got to add the video versus this, that, the third. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to make sure that they actually send you the fucking video. Like, when yeah. I did Spotify Green Room, I did two, two Green Rooms. Did it? They didn't send me the audio. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, some hot ass shit. There was some hot ass shows that day. I can't handle audio. I have to say, I have like basic video editing skills, and I use a program called Movavi because I cannot teach myself iMovie. I've tried, <laughs> so I'm like, what easiest thing? And I've in this uh, Movavi has an app I can use on my phone to edit and piece together mm-hmm. clips and i can use it on my computer and it's been great but like if i have to add in a separate audio file like i can figure it out 
but oh my goodness to get it to sync up it is so hard yeah so i'm just going to it's not just because i'm on anchor and it is because i'm on anchor do your audio through anchor because you upload your audio because since you do it from the studio they they record audio as well as video i'm pretty sure because you because you had a mic you feel what yeah. i'm saying yeah yeah so There's if audio guy there yeah and the beauty of anchor is it's monetized for free why these mm-hmm. motherfuckers did they charge you out the ass to monetize your shit oh, no monthly that's... fee for me that's why everybody top of day is already connected they have a subscription base uh thing like i got subscribers i actually have subscribers thank you a- <laughs> i can see and say i have fans in england and russia yes not for uh, i love my international <laughs> fans i love them yes but see that that's the thing about it is that more podcasts like ours is popping up i did it's like because- I was on one of them this weekend and it was, you know, I mean, she was doing the same, not the same thing, a similar vibe where it's like, we take mm-hmm. our tops off. Um, but that was more plain silly games and like mm-hmm. having questions like, um, you know, you play those deck, you can buy those games like Cards Against the Humanity mm-hmm. type stuff. We played like one of those games part of the podcast. It was fun because it, it keeps the conversation interesting. You never know what you're going to get. You get yeah. people's personal stuff. But yeah, people want to see content it's not just explicit content and it's not mm-hmm. like what you'd see on TV. They want to be entertained in a different way. And that's why I love mm-hmm. being a creator because you can give people what they want and it doesn't have to be sexually explicit all the time. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm surprised at the amount of fans that I have that like, they're just happy to see my titties like and chit chat. <laughs> you know? They don't necessarily need to see the hardcore stuff. Like they're just happy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a nice person, and you're beautiful, and you have great tits, and like that makes their day. I'm here to make them mm-hmm. smile. Yes, and that helps build the sex symbol look. Ah, it does because what people realize when you do podcasts, you become podcasts, and they're talking to you. Because I always said this. I said, now let's be frank. All the top female podcasts, they find this shit. Hands down. Pretty privilege. Let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. But this is how it works. At first, the average podcast, if you ain't gotten on YouTube like that, they're going to hear you audio. So they yeah. hear that sexy voice. Right. Then when they see you, oh my gosh, she's fine. They <laughs> get drawn in. Because that I, I got hooked on horrible decisions. But what I like about what we're doing is Horrible decisions, they don't do porn. They just freaks. You oh, know? okay. We do the business. So they're actually hearing it from people that actually do the actual business versus they have a guest that might be on there and they don't have knowledge themselves, you know, period. So it's kind of like, to me, I'm seeing more of us pop up. And I think... Next year is going to be. You're going to see more. You're going to see more of it, and it's going to become popular because people want to hear it. Because you can see it from the spaces. You can see it from how many people. Because I just talked to uh, what was it, Curvy Mary? She 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 started recording her podcast. So it's like she she told me she got a self in the crib. I said I am jealous. <laughs> 
I'm using a headphone in the phone right now. I think it's more than that, though. And it's not just a podcast, but the trend is just like normalizing sex, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. are all human beings. You and I just happen to be human beings that like sex a lot more than other people, I guess. Yes. And talk about it a lot more openly without being embarrassed or feeling shameful or like, mm-hmm. right, you know, we're not going to be at, you know, Christmas dinner talking about orgies, but <laughs> 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 us chilling with our friends, we're going to talk about our, our orgy at a mansion over the weekend. Hell yeah, you know? So I think the trend is just going to be more people talking openly about sex and that it's like, yeah, it's yeah. totally cool to do OnlyFans or to do camming or like that's okay. And there's all these interesting little mm-hmm. sort of like spaces within that. Like one of the women I interviewed, she's mm-hmm. going to be doing a, a topless cooking show. Nice. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's not a- cooking bacon. <laughs> I was not cooking bacon. Don't cook bacon, oh bacon. No, we were talking about titty sandwiches. She's like, I'm going to make a titty sandwich and then I'm going to eat it out of your titties. And I was like, yes, absolutely that, that be, doing this. That's food porn and, and titty play and, and so many other hashtags I could think of. <laughs> right? Exactly. But again, it's like fun. It's light. It's not just... Mm-hmm not just porn it's really it's like it's just titties and a sandwich what's the big deal now the other thing i tell people with with podcasting is becoming comfortable in what you want your podcast to be you feel what i'm coming from because i think a lot of times because i always hear hear this people getting podcasting they do a couple episodes and they get out because they have expectations or uh, they expect to make a lot of money or what have you, especially when I heard what celebrities do. Mm. You know, period. Um, what did, when, when you walked in, what kind of expectation did you have walking into the podcasting arena? Really? I went into this with no expectations. I knew I was going to <laughs> My goal was to just have a good podcast, like be entertaining, have people see, you know, more of the real me. And think that, you know, we're having a good time at the end of the day. Like I said, like, I want to make people smile. And and if it's making them laugh or showing them my titties or doing both at the same time, that's Mm -hmm. the best, you know, part of the job. So, I mean, I will go down this road for a while now. I see myself doing this at least for the next couple of years. It's fun. You get to meet Mm -hmm. a lot of wonderful people. And I really think it's going to lead to some bigger things for me and as far as i'm looking ahead you know Mm. i see myself doing adult entertainment for like the next 10 years of my life the milf is uh the power of the milf is real and i think it's an opportunity (laughs) (laughs) their chicks killing their 70 and 60s in their 60s and 70s right now don't get it twisted oh my god i mean well yeah i mean well hopefully i can retire by that point and i'll be like no 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 my titties are retired (laughs) But my podcast maybe is still going. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> to, since I started working with an agency, it's been mm-hmm. life changing. Talking about different opportunities, just around mm-hmm. you know, sponsorships, promotional opportunities, PR opportunities. Uh, you know, getting on other people's podcasts. Now, 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 it's something you're talking about right there. It's the direction you got to go in. You really do. Because, like, it's great if you can just do OnlyFans 
and you can make, you know, a ton of money every month off of that. That that is amazing. But the reality is, it's not yeah. sustainable long term. No, nah. because the thing of it is, is this. Okay, something that you were saying about your agent, and it was a conversation I had with somebody about agencies, booking agencies, PR when it comes to porn. Your agency is helping you get shit set up and established outside of porn. That it is not got nothing to do with porn, even though you might associate porn with it. Like, of course, your podcast. Right. Not a lot of agencies well, do that. They are like in the porn business. But what makes them different? They're like, we don't do porn. We are we are a talent agency. Bingo. There we go. That do OnlyFans and are social media influencers. So what caught my mm. eye to for them when they reached out was my Instagram following and my TikTok following. And of course they knew I had an mm. OnlyFans. Like, of course they did. Yeah. But they're like, this is how we found you. This is what made us interested in you. So I know a lot of people are saying, well, I don't get a lot of subs from, you know, Instagram or I don't get, I don't get a lot out of putting all this effort into social media. And it's like, honey, you got to think long-term. This is what yeah. you're going to get out of that because not everybody on your Instagram wants to put OnlyFans on their credit card every month. But they now, still now want you. to be a fan and see mm-hmm. other things. So it's like you mm-hmm. got you gotta think bigger. You gotta think bigger. Because see, this is what people don't understand. Well, we see we're gonna make a lot of motherfuckers wanna jump in the podcast arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because cause, cause this how this how I look at it, right? <clears throat> with um what's where well, I'm trying I'm trying to put in the best the best thought part the, the best way I could put it. What what the the way you go, I'm gonna use you have a fan base with porn. Now you're transitioning to podcasting. Basically you're walking into podcasting with somewhat of a base following you because you already have you know, a that 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 that's, that's following you, buying your products, checking you. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. right. It's easier because. Oh, I was gonna say. And by the way, I still haven't done like real studio porn yet. I've just done OnlyFans. But you shoot it at a high level, so. In my yeah, opinion, I do you, shoot. I do shoot at yes. yes, I shoot at a professional level or like almost professional level. I would say so. Yeah, like yeah, it's porn. But I'm just saying, like, I want the people, like the women out there listening, who are like they do OnlyFans and they, you know, they don't know what to do with this career. It's like there's definitely there's so many options now that like you didn't even have five years ago in this industry, right? And to be honest with you, podcasting, I guarantee, is going to be a very powerful vehicle mm-hmm. in the porn world. And the reason yeah. why I'm saying that because a lot of girls is going to learn to use their podcast to sell their porn and to sell their image, oh, which absolutely. in turn, yeah. And plus, on top of that, with podcasting, it opens the door for you to be able to get sponsorship that porn stars may not be able to get. People don't think about that. Right. That's, yes, absolutely. I think there's, 
a lot of businesses in the adult entertainment industry that want to promote their products with people and yeah. they look for the right partners to do it with. And I mean, actually, so like over the weekend, I met this really nice um, couple that they have a ring light company. So they showed up mm-hmm. at the event with all their fancy new awesome ring lights. They're in the shapes of like mm-hmm. hearts and stars and cool things. And mm-hmm. I was like, do you want some like promo stuff? Like, I'm happy to do stuff with you. And they're like, well, well we're not like really paying influencers yet. I'm like, no, you're here. Like your product is awesome. Like, let me do some stuff with your heart ring light because America love. And, mm-hmm. you know, made a business connection and, mm-hmm. you know, they were so happy. And like, that's just how you start to like build these relationships. And you know what? Yeah. They're even an adult product it's a ring light company but they know that we are their audience because you mm-hmm. need a ring light to do only <laughs> oh yeah and then on top of that these other companies would contact them be like okay how's your set has she helped you produce sales and if they hear you're doing numbers and they're getting numbers off of your podcast yep. it would make them say okay even though she does porn she's yep. a podcaster so it I can't use the porn shit because she's technically mainstream because she owns Spotify as a podcaster. Oh, so it's kind of through Instagram and TikTok. I've had uh, new dating apps reach out to me to do paid promotional posts and videos. I've had hair products reach out to me. I actually finally said yes to one, and it's a plus size clothing company that is going to be sending Good. these those. So. There's a lot of opportunity out there. And it's all about how you position yourself. Like show yeah. off your body, but like keep it a little clean on social media. And like on podcasts, mm. you can say and do whatever you want, but you're showing mm. that you, you know, you're more of a brand. You have audiences across everywhere. And that's when sponsors. Yeah. And it's like, who's your audience? You know what I mean? Like what kind yeah. of audience do you have? Like, obviously for me, I have mostly a male audience <laughs> yeah no but see, i'm gonna tell you what's funny you're gonna you're gonna attract females more than me right well because, now yes <laughs> because because the reason why i'm saying that is because females love listening to other females talk about sex well right you get i mean straight up this is also why i was like i want to make sure that it's going to be video and audio Cause that's what I thought too. I'm like, women are actually going to listen to other women talking about sex and fun things. And I mean, I turned 40 this year and I just started doing this in the past, like, you know, year and a half. And it's just crazy mm-hmm. because so many people think, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm middle-aged and this and that. I was like, no, I am in my prime. I am one of those women that gets hornier as I get older. Like <laughs> I've completely reinvented myself. What, you know, after getting laid off at the beginning of COVID and mm-hmm. I am so excited about the life that I've created for myself right now. Yeah, because um, what people don't realize is that podcasting is going to give porn stars another avenue to get money and another way to supplement it if they know what they're doing. Yeah, because even off the fact, because like you take these one percenters, imagine the two Playboy bunnies who's one percent of God fans decide to do a podcast. Because mm-hmm. I never forget with Selena Powell, she did, you know, her podcast, The Thought Next Door, with Adam 22 before they, you know, fell out. Man, they were doing numbers on YouTube. I mean, she was doing high numbers. It was just two episodes, you know, pretty <laughs> much. Now, of course, 
course, they had to mention that somebody shitted on OJ, you know, Odell Beckham. But you know, that, that, that that's besides the point. <laughs> we can't help that Odell Beckham love to be shitted on. Hey, oh my God. He played for the Browns. <laughs> he played for the Browns. What you expect? But anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, but, but see, but, but, but just that quick, uh, if tell him what might would it been and what it probably how much money and even to the point that man it, you you got spotify you got apple they talking about signing content creators podcasts so which brings to another subway you know this is gonna be something that you might run into eventually because you have the people that can get you in the lane for this conversation okay. independent versus Sign to a network. Mm. See, I always I ask good questions. That's a really good question. I am, I mean, I consider myself to be independent right now. Um, I definitely mm-hmm. have creative control over things. I'm just being given the tools and the resources to now mm-hmm. like execute on a vision that I've had. So mm-hmm. in terms of joining a network, I mean there's pros and cons, right? Like if you're going to sign up for like the Spotify network, Spotify is going to offer you certain marketing and like promotional opportunities. If you join with them versus join another one. So mm-hmm. I mean, for anyone who's like looking to join with a network, read those contracts. You've got to know what's in there. Yeah. And you've got to know what you're going to get out of that. Because when you get into exclusivity agreements, like you no, because that means if you guys don't know what that means, an exclusivity agreement means you can't post it anywhere else. But yeah, and then you got people fighting to keep their IP. Which one thing I love is that these companies do allow you to keep the name of the podcast and your IP and all that good stuff, even though when you sign. It's just the biggest question is, uh, am I allowed to be able to put my shit other places? And right. it's a negative to it as a positive because the negative is you're cutting out a lot of fans because not everybody want to go to a Spotify. Right. You know, period. You know, hands down. Um, at the same token, yeah, these motherfuckers throwing 10 million. She had the girl for what? Uh, call her daddy got 60 million. I was like, God dang it. Yeah, there's money out. <laughs> there but i mean the other thing i would say to anybody who's interested in doing podcasts is you got to be consistent you've got to have you have to be organized you're asking people to be on your show these people want to know when where what are we going to talk about what are the boundaries what are you willing to talk about what will you not talk about so yeah i mean like you've got to have your shit together to be honest I mean, mm-hmm. you jump in and do it. You can do some of this on the fly. Like, you can set up an account pretty fast, as you know. But mm-hmm. you know, you've got to have your act together, though. You can't just be like, I'm going to do a podcast. And then you get a guest. And the guest is like, well, mm-hmm. what, what's, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, because see, the thing about it is is that um, and that's the other thing, too. It's kind of naturally I learned by watching other podcasters. So even to my interview style, you know, watching like Tasha K, Lovely T, um, and, and many other people. And the one thing that I learned was you how can I put this? As a host, you have to know how to be entertaining. Yeah. Because you might have a guest that may not be. 
Right. Oh my god, I totally lost my train. I had done one full podcast yeah. on Monday, and it went well. And then I got to the second one, and like halfway through, and you know, you're like an hour and a half into talking straight at this point, right? Yeah. And like we got into a conversation, and then I saw one of like the the you know the studio managers like wait like giving me like a five minute or whatever. <laughs> waving his hand. And it totally threw me off. I got distracted, and then we had to stop. And I was like, "Oh, wait!" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, are you telling me I have five more minutes, or what are you? What's happening right now?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's fine. We'll edit." He's like, "Yeah, I'm telling you that you have like actually 25 more minutes." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and it threw me off my game, and I'm apologizing to my guests. I'm like, "I'm sorry. It's you know." And she's like, "It's fine, but." Yeah. You've got to be prepared to talk. You've got to be able to transition and like pick up. So, yeah, it's a skill. It is a skill. Because, see, I I tell people, I said, I mentally fuck these ladies. And what I mean by, (laughs) and and what I mean by that is that it's like doing the scene. It's literally like doing the scene, but it's we're interacting, we're talking. My job is to keep the conversation going and transitioning. Okay, so when you and I, we do a podcast together one day, we're going to call it Mindfuck. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we done did dog admission there, she done gave me hair, I ate the ass and defeat and everything. And at some, point, at some point, when I sit there and say my thing, I done pop. There you go. <laughs> I love it. When, I love it. And when the shit cut off, it's just like I can't get hard or or we had to take a break because, you know, it got a little hot. We got to turn the AC or some shit, you know, period. Because can I tell people, trust me, it's it's harder. It's, it, this is going to sound funny to people. It's harder than doing the porn scene because I have to literally think on the fly in the middle of a fucking interview or conversation. You right. know, period. I can't. I can't lose myself in the conversation. You can lose yourself in the scene. You can't. And it still flows. I can't lose myself in the conversation because then as soon as she stopped talking, the one thing we don't want is this. Awkward silence. Right. No, you've got to be actively listening. And yeah, a scene is like 10, 15 minutes at most. Yeah. So We got to talk for an hour. <laughs> So you've got to be able to bring something to the table. It's it's definitely an inter- interesting, interesting business. Um, you know, over the weekend, there were some, like, new girls who had never done a content event before. They'd done OnlyFans, but they'd never done any scenes or even uh, scenes with other people or even real photo shoots with photographers. So I took, mm-hmm. like, th- two or three of them under my wing for a day yeah. <laughs> and was like, all right. This is how you do a photo shoot, and this is how scenes work, and this is, you know, the hygiene things you need to be doing in between scenes. <laughs> yeah. Because I think what the podcast and arena gonna do for porn is give them an inside, true inside look. We're not talking that bullshit docs that we used to watch back in the damn early 2000s with vivid we're not talking that shit Mm -hmm. and actual real inside look into the business so that when people walk into the business they understand how serious it is yeah because i think that go ahead they had no idea they had no idea i was explaining what two two five sevens were to people i was explaining uh tts to people they had 
no idea like what some of this was and Mm -hmm. I was like okay let me tell you what I know I mean I'm not an expert I've only been doing this a year and a half two years but you these are things you need to know if you're going to be here and you're going to do this yeah and and I think that was the biggest thing is that what people start to see we didn't realize how much we need the education in this Mm -hmm. and we didn't realize it until OnlyFans hit because yeah. it saturated the industry and it didn't saturate it in a good way. Yeah. It because I don't care nobody say we can sit here and talk. Well, yeah, it helped benefit the content creator, but it also cheapened the fucking money. Because yeah. mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, what you about to say? No, I get it. I, I can I can absolutely see that perspective because you have all these new people popping up. I mean, I was talking to girls, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm top point oh five percent and I've never done anything outside of shooting at home by myself. And I'm like looking at this girl and I'm like, she's, she's cute. She's got that girl next door vibe, Yeah, you know, but there's not, I'm like, where do you promote? She's like, Instagram. I'm like, okay, what about Twitter? What about this? She's like, no, she's like, I just post pictures on Instagram. I was like, how is this fucking possible that you make this much money? You've never worked. You've never done a single collab. You have uh, no idea how this industry works, and all you do is take selfies at home and make your own videos, and you make that much money. So I, I get how you guys feel who have been mm. in this for a while. Mm. But see, the thing of it is, this is what I tell people: it's not about it's about the average. Because see, I because I tell people this: it doesn't matter what what you do in year one. Because all these girls, majority of the girls you probably talk to, they probably year one, year two. It's about if we're at year five, I'm still seeing that six figures. I'm at year five. Like you said, the MILF lady, she been averaging millions for four years. Yep. That is fucking difficult as hell. Those other girls can't necessarily say that because think about what she's doing to averaging. She's actually fucking somebody, which goes back to my point. At some point, as much as these girls do solos, they have to get another human being to sustain the pay that they're getting because their fan base, we're in the microwave era. Right. And I think, you know, and I think about the different genres and the different things people are attracted to. And it's like, as a woman, you know, you're going to age in this industry and you might look one way at 25 and be able to do the solo girl next door stuff because you still look like you're 20. But if you want to do this for 10 years, like, I'm sorry, people want to see MILFs get fucked hard. They don't want to see, like, yeah, they like the solo stuff. That's nice. But in the MILF world, they want to see you sucking dick and taking it hard and, like, being a sexy older woman. And, you know, they want to see you playing with your MILF friends and so if you want to stick with it, like you're saying, like continuing with this, doing this long term, like at some point you probably are going to have to fuck somebody else. Now, I'm sure there's people out there that would disagree and that they would say, you know what? Well, I've never done this and I've never had to do that. But chances are you're going to have to do something else other than OnlyFans. And like, I know a lot of ladies yeah. are like, like, no, I don't do videos, but, you know, they also are... Um, what I'll call a luxury companion in addition to a model on OnlyFans. If you know and that I mean. counts as doing something else. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, a luxury see, companion they, might not be on 
but yeah so you still no matter what you skid it you got to fuck something whether it's on camera or off, you continue to make that money and girls don't want to pay the piper sometimes and because i'm not sitting here saying that these are the only ways that girls can get away with and even with that i say five i give her five years I, i'll be yeah. nice and give five years yeah hardcore extreme bdsl that's one and i mean i upped my game this past weekend i never and you know what i just embraced it because i knew i was like at some point i was gonna do an orgy i knew mm-hmm. i'd do some more girl and girl stuff i got on one of those um simian machines like those uh vibrating things that you like ride on yeah I yes somebody had a, a like a dildo drill <laughs> yeah. i got titty fucked by a dildo drill <laughs> oh, God. Wait, well, a bunch of women wait a second, did like, you like, wait a second, won't that the video that you had on your page where yeah, all the women was around you there? oh God and I just actually put um, I put a teaser, just like a one minute clip on Pornhub because I was like, there's no one here to titty fuck me, and somebody had brought out this drill, I was like, oh my God, titty fuck me with the dildo drill yeah. and then oh, I'll get my, my titty God. fucking because that's I mean fans ask for that a lot a lot and I'm trying to do a better job of of making that content uh mm-hmm. for them oh, oh yeah I know titty is probably at the top of the list of what guys want to see you do because them be huge things they, 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 they get lost in it yes <laughs> my titty fucking and my double titty fucking with other women those are very popular videos for me so I was like well I'm here and you've guys got a toy that can titty fuck me so let's do it so I mean point of all this again is like you know we're talking about you gotta you have to expand you have to do new things and things that are different yes you're always going to have the fans that like what you do no matter what but if you want to keep expanding you've got to take on and that's the key and yeah and that's the key because i I tell you females that do it all have the best chance of making the most money because even with the girls that that one percent trust me at some point that one percent themselves drop because i keep saying this the biggest mistake that was made was when only fans because mm-hmm. trust me and i said this in earnest because of that that's why girls got to film so hard now because i don't know i, I can say it say three years ago four years ago girls was probably making close or similar but didn't have to do as much yeah prepared compared i recently surprised so probably- and i blame the only fans because only fans kind of pressured that because they always send you a little email saying you haven't updated in a week so we would love it if you actually put up a new video or picture your fans would love it <laughs> i mean i put out stuff i post and dm every day but in like october so there was that only fans you know disaster that happened and then they said we could stay right so as soon as I got back on the platform and I was like, I committed, I was like, okay, I am committed to being on OnlyFans. They're going to let us stay. I actually raised my price to $15 a month. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty strongly at this point for the amount of content that I have on there. I will not mm-hmm. discount it to less than $10 at this point. I do free trials for people too. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. as like my sub price is not going below 10 Because to your point, I'm like, I have over 2,000 photos and 200 videos. Yes. I have a lot of content. So, yeah, $15 a month, I think, is pretty reasonable. Mm. 
you can only come for a month if you want and stay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to come a lot in a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. But I'm not going to charge less. Yeah. Come and tell you what women don't understand what you. When you're doing that three dollars for thirty spots, are you doing it? Or are you even doing the free subscribers? Let me tell you what you're telling your fans. My content is not worth it because I'm gonna tell you what the fans are gonna do. I don't understand how we only fans because for them to get a paywall to get a subscription, they actually gotta become only fans. They have to actually have their own page themselves. All right. So for all the the fans out there listening. If you are one of these guys that has a free trial and you yeah. never spend a dime, you've never bought a single piece of pay-per-view content, you've never paid for sexting, you've never sent a single tip and said thank you for your service, you are, I guarantee, you are put on a, a list that says bitches don't want to deal with your cheap ass. <laughs> I have a list like that and OnlyFans. My fan, my sexters now label my fans if they want to chat yeah. all the time and they never spend any money. So I just want to share that little insight with y'all. When you get all mad, why won't she talk to me? It's because you've never spent anything, and it's not like you have to spend a lot, like a five, a five dollar tip, whatever. I have one fan. He will. Mm. He's been with me for honestly the almost. Two years that I've been doing this, and he pops into my page, and every week I see him pop up, and he spends his $2, just like at the strip club. He gives me $2, and over the past year, that man has spent, like, probably a couple hundred dollars, because he just comes in, $2 here, $2 there. So, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, because, see, I think what Lady is these guys, a lot, these are a lot of these guys work, because Back to what I was saying with OnlyFans. They are able to yep. subscribe the same way they did after 30 days. Yep. Because once they because I, I, I learned this because someone told me. And this fan would sit there and go get the third, you know, the three dollars. And then he said, I'll cancel after 30 days, so I won't have to rebuild. And then I go after 30 days and get the three. Beauty of my shit is with him is it's funny he tell me all this, but he never used any of my discounts and he paid my shit full price. And I asked him, well, why do you do the girls like that and not me? He said, because you actually have quality content. It makes me want to spend money with them. So I get to see what I want to see if they ain't got, if they, he said, oh, I rebuild if they really got some shit that's worth seeing. He said, a lot of these girls, sir, don't have a lot of shit that people want to see. Not yeah. make them want to stick around, and that what girls don't understand. It's not about the new guys; it's about terms. That's the key to this business. I agree with that. I've talked to a lot of women and coached them, and like, don't make shitty content. Like, yeah. know how to shoot with your phone. Get the ring light. Understand you need good lighting. Like, if you cannot make quality content, then you're not gonna last. Because yeah. Some guys out there might pay for a 30-second clip of you holding your phone and playing with your pussy or do whatever. But it's only going to last so long because they're going to see that and they're going to stay for a month and they're going to leave and they're going to move on. Because those guys want the cheap prices and they probably want variety more than anything. When you find somebody who knows how to make quality content, they'll stick around. I have so many fans tell me they're like, you have the best page. Your content is good. 
Because even if I'm making content by myself, I've learned how to shoot by myself on my iPhone. I look yeah. into the camera. I know how to position myself, like, and the angles, even if I'm doing POV, like, you got to figure that part of it out. Otherwise, it's like, you know what, just go on Snapchat and sell your nudes to, like, teenagers and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because, see, people, it's quality keeps them around. Because at some point, it was like, at, at, you had it like this, put it this way. People would there and be like, I have the right to judge your quality because I'm paying for it. So if I feel and I look at your shit, your shit is not worth but the $3 that I'm paying for, I'm not going to get the rebuild. Right. You know, but don't get it true. There's some dude that sit here with that bullshit. I don't never pay for porn. I will never pay for no pussy. Okay, that's you. But there's motherfuckers out here that want to pay. That's why I tell girls, do you want the dudes that are cheap, they're just looking for a cheap pop, or you want porn fans? And what porn fans are... They don't want the discount. They'll pay your full price. Right. They won't right. take they, they won't hold on. I done had I didn't sit here and did and this is no lie. I done did two sales, holiday sales. I done made payouts and everything. Not one and and if you if you know because you know because you probably did promo code for many vids, it tells you how many people used it. Yeah. Still got a strong payout. Ain't but one person use that use that damn promo code. That shows you how good your shit is. Yeah, I mean, if you have variety and you have like the core things that your fans want, like just like two or three things that you do real well, you will keep yeah. your fans. As long as you're consistent, yeah. that's where a lot of people mess up too. It's like they don't put content out on a consistent schedule. Like my fans know they're going to get videos every week. They know that they're going to like be able to get photos from me every day. And if you're not consistent in creating and distributing your content, you're going to lose people. Yeah. Because the thing about it is when people don't realize they want to see friends. And this ain't like some of these girls be thinking like this 2015. Where you can drop one scene a month and you can drop one scene a month. Each. Right. Now, boo, not the same, you know, period. Unless you train your clientele and you're more diverse. Yeah. And what I mean by that, see, what I mean by that is, yeah, you might drop, let's say, one scene a week or one scene a month, but you wear yes. meet and greets, yes. you do sex pamphlets. You do customs. You supplement, and you're still giving them products. You're still giving them services, but you may not shoot as much content because you're making money other ways to where I don't have to shoot as much content versus I got... That's all I do. I I do Sex Panther. That brings in anywhere from seven to $1,200 a month for me usually. I'm on many vids, just selling videos. I actually, as of last night, and I'm going to be doing this in a little bit after I get off the phone with you, I started um, mm. camping on Strip Chat. So I'm going to be doing that more now just because I want to make some more money and get new fans to my OnlyFans and they'll let you promote it. So, I mean, you've got to do those other things. And then again, like we're talking about before, you add in the podcast, you add in the social media, and then mm -hmm. you have porn fans following you on social media and social media fans following you on porn sites. So it's all like this bigger ecosystem that you've got to get yourself into. Mm. 
So I'm just waiting to see if they're going to be, if the Avian is going to do. I'm waiting to see that because so many podcasts are popping up. I know they're taking notes. Oh, that is a great and XB and XB. That's a very good idea. You you should pitch them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, best porn podcast award goes to you. Should do that. Oh my god! Yeah, or we'll start our own awards. The best porn podcast. We'll start our own. Yeah. Yeah, might as well share. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> be said, baby girl. Everybody would spend some money on you. Ooh, you can come and find me at onlyfans.com slash the Erica Love. And that is Erica with a K. You can also find me on Instagram and on Twitter at the Erica Love. And you can find me on TikTok at Erica Love 2 T O O because it's my second account because my first one got banned. So oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully next time you will we talk, I will have my podcast out there and I'll have more fun updates for you. So yeah, yeah. If you really want to know everything I'm doing, follow my Twitter because that's got the best stuff on it. See, this is why I like talking to podcasters that do porn. Because it see how the conversation just flows so easily. Yeah, you know, it just flows so easily with just the way we were bouncing off each other. I would love to hear you and Lily Craven do an episode. Gonna together. have to look her up. Okay, you know she got a podcast, Sex Talk with Lily. You know she's gonna have you doing uh 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 phone sex for y'all to the show. <laughs> phone I sex on the show. I haven't look even up. done my hey, life. I haven't done my sexy voice even when I've been talking to you. And like, my voice is not good right now, but maybe I should do a whole podcast in my sexy voice sometime. Mm, see, uh, or maybe when you come back on, you give it to me. How about that? There we go. I'll, I'll give you my, my sexy voice. And then you'll have to tell me, do you want the mommy voice? Do you want just the sexy Erica voice? I, I want it all, baby. I, I, I'm a man that <laughs> want it all. You know what I'm saying? I want it all. Give it to me. all. Love it. <laughs> so, you know how we always end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience with the porn experience. You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby girl. Thank you. <laughs>